0: And welcome back for another installment of the Blackwatch Profiles. I'm your host, Thorn Rain. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Wynn. How are you doing this evening? Well, afternoon today.
1: Yeah, it's, we had a bit of a, a time shuffle because time zones are difficult, um, but we are here a little bit earlier than usual. But it's it's always nice to kind of get podcasts done a little bit earlier while I'm still, you know, nice and caffeinated and um, high energy and not Burnt down by the day yet, so I'm excited we got uh, a pretty good uh interview coming
0: up i'm I'm excited, yes, definitely, and speaking of the interview, we have none other than icy coming to us from third impact. How are you doing this evening, sir? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Not too bad, not too bad. trying to uh deal with this muggy Ohio heat. It's disgusting <laughs> <about> right now. <laughs> it's pretty high here too, Toronto.
1: Oh Hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: Nice. East Coast. I dig it. But uh, we're going to get right down into the questions here. So, Kyle, why don't you start us off with tonight's first question? So our kind of our
1: our go to standard first question is to ask our guest uh, what their gaming history was. It can either be, you know, all the different esports they've gone through. So if you've gone through like League or CS or whatever in the past, um, or kind of like what led you to Overwatch and what made you want to become a, a professional player? Uh Yeah, for sure. So, well,
2: I'm 18 right now, so I didn't have, well, I didn't play games like too much as a kid. I think I started getting into games around middle school time where I played like a lot of Minecraft and uh, Counter-Strike. I played a ton of Counter-Strike and I really, I watched all like the pros, like uh, one of my favorite players actually was like AZK and mm, okay. uh, like I buy power at the time, unfortunately, after them. But uh <laughs> Yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of Counter-Strike and I was like this esports thing is like really cool. People can make money playing video games. And then uh going into like grade 9, grade 10, I heard about Overwatch a friend sent it to me. Uh and we were both pretty uh we were both into TF2 quite a bit and Overwatch was like similar to TF2. And we both really liked it. Uh so the beta came out for the game. I didn't get the beta. But I would watch streams every day, like coming home from school, watching streams, being like, This game is so cool. And I definitely wanted to get like into the game when it came out, and then it came out and then I got into it and I've just been playing it ever since, basically.
1: Awesome. I guess uh the other kind of a, a tag on question is like, did you always wanna kinda play the off tank role, the Zarya then dealer, you know, or did you start out as DPS or flex support or something else? Uh, I started out like playing everything. I
2: hard flex like everything. Mm-hmm. But the first team I was on, I played Genji, like flex DPS Genji reaper.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that was before season one even came out, I think. And then um, I started playing off tank around or on a team around season five when randomly I was just I would just ring for teams because I was young at the time. I think I was like fifteen or sixteen, and my parents wouldn't like let me stay up to like 12 so i couldn't play for teams because right. normal scrim schedule would be 6 to 12 so oh, okay. uh, i would just ring for teams and then one time tempo storm needed like an off tank to like ring and i asked uh to ring as off tank and i was like okay i'll just learn off tank like the day before no problem like if they let me ring and then they're like no we got someone and then the next day like an hour before the scrim they're like uh we need you and i had like three hours on diva uh, and then i went into the scrim we did pretty well against like a really good team at the time uh i guess i can say it now it's like two three years old but it was rogue uh, oh, okay. and we did really well against rogue which was like the best team nice. uh and then they really liked me as Diva. and then i played with them for like a month or two before uh the team disbanded or like tempo dropped the team mm-hmm. but that's when i got into off tank and i was like okay i'm going to play off tank now this is my role
0: so, okay. so after all of that with you flexing everywhere, you you would say that you like off tank best out of all the roles, or do you kind of miss those DPS days? Um, i t- I
2: definitely miss the DPS days a little bit, but I think off tank fits me the most because I always play like a supportive role to my team, where I always want to be able to do damage and also uh, support my team like as much as possible, which is literally. Like, perfect for the off-tank crawl.
0: Cool. So, nice. Blizzard announced kind of a... I've seen people call it a soft SR reset. Oh, yeah. Um. Apparently, a lot of pros are now Masters players, from what uh, Twitter is, is saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. uh, with, with the comp changes, uh, how's it feeling, you know, seeing that that number that used to be up in the 4k is for you kind of down in the master numbers now
2: uh it's weird and they also i honestly have no idea why they did the change everyone was asking for an mmr reset and i think they thought it meant sr uh so they did an sr reset and Mm. now every game i play i'm with players i've never seen before in my life just (laughs) masters players and I yeah, I don't know. Kind of fight <laughs> through the uh, trudges again. Yeah, it's rough.
0: <laughs> it, it was definitely weird because when I was writing the question, I wrote MMR and then yeah. went back because everything I saw initially said MMR, like people talking yeah. about it. And I reread the, the whole article from Blizzard and it was like, oh, no, it's we're setting the SR back. And I'm like, that's completely different than what everybody was asking it for. Is what is going different.
2: on? Yeah, I was just reading Twitter, and everyone's like, "Yes, MMR reset." I'm like, "This isn't MMR reset. <laughs> this, this is something else." Uh, yeah, I, I don't know why they did that. I don't think it's a good change.
1: So there'll be a theme of that in this this interview oh, no, so far. There's a couple of questionable <laughs> things, yeah. but there's some other good things to talk about too. So yeah, um, getting into that. Last season, they kind of did this weird like group stages, then into playoffs, um, or not last season, last year, and then this most recent season, there was kind of more. um, I think there was four regular tournaments, and then leading into a a big final bracket. So, what what was your uh, impression of kind of this newer change of having um, individual like weeks of contenders like a bracket, and then you could win a particular week.
2: Uh, I think it's more fun. It definitely makes it, like, the hype is there way more uh, this season. You can play more games if you win, and then you can play, like, significantly less if you lose. Uh, I I liked it this season. It's kind of like what Overwatch League is going towards, where they stopped with, like, the traditional season format, and they're starting to move towards, like, monthly tournaments, which I think is really cool and just, like, fun for everyone. But, yeah, I like this format better than the previous one.
1: Definitely prevented us from having to trudge through watching Fusion University 4 0 by week uh <laughs> yeah. on every every yeah. week or whatever. So it it definitely does seem like you get more of those um kind of higher quality matches, which is always good to see. Like the constant battle between third impact and team doge or you know, second win coming in and kind of those you get more of the best tournaments, you don't have to wait until the playoffs to see the best two teams face off against each other. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now with the the newest update it looked like there was a little bit of changes to how that was going to be happening. We were le- season 1 of 2020 was like weekly tournaments and it looks mm-hmm. like the way that it's being done now is it's going to be one long tournament where you play each round basically in a week. So there's less games it seems like. Um how do you do you think that the monthly a single large monthly tournament is better or worse than the weekly tournaments that we were seeing in the 2020 season
2: um i i'm not sure yet because the good thing about last season was that we got a break in the middle so after Mm -hmm. week two we had like basically a month and a half break so it gave like people time to like relax and like uh get better at the game and just like clear their mind and stuff this season there pretty much is no break and it's like more consistently like spread apart i'm not sure if that's a good thing it's also double elimination which should in theory be better Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm not sure if uh the one month thing is better or worse yet
0: okay It, it just seemed yeah it seemed a little strange that they had what seemed like a really good system and while we're staying with the tournament format uh it's a large enough change to kind of throw a wrench in things things. It seems like,
2: yeah, I think they wanted less teams like considered contenders because I think they see that like a lot of the talents going, so they're like, okay, sure. we're going to cut contenders by four teams and make a double elimination, which oh, in okay. a way makes sense. But yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it is weird that we, it seems like at certain points in the, in the seasons, we're like, oh my gosh, there's so many amazing, incredible players that aren't being picked up and other times it's like wow there's it there hasn't been a <laughs> ton of like all the best players are picked up now i like i have no idea who's good now in contenders and so i think we're there's still like we have a couple on our list of players who are like they absolutely need the call but the, other than that like the a lot of the ones that we had been like really calling for i mean had already gotten picked up so it's a bit weird to see that at this point um But one of the things we're seeing is that there's now like significant changes to each region. Um, So like China has different tournament style compared to Korea, compared to NA. I think NA and EU are the two similar ones, but I think the all the other ones and they I think they took out Pacific as well. So Pacific is now just also Korea. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you? Do you think that that's a a a good idea? I mean, you've only played in NA, right? So yeah, I guess it's hard to. I guess it's probably um, a little bit hard to tell, but like, do you think that that's the way to do things, or
2: the the only thing that like is somewhat concerning is how it leads into the gauntlet. Like, I'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure they're doing a gauntlet this year. So if they like make it good for every region, or like make each region have like a fair shot at making a gauntlet, I think it's fine. But I'm not sure how that's going to work because it needs to be top teams from each thing, and if there's different ways of like selecting top teams i'm not sure if it's like fair or whatever
1: yeah yeah i think that might be tricky i think also doing a gauntlet would be like we i think we discussed it a couple of weeks ago about like how you would even do a gauntlet and even if there's zero people in the audience but just having all of the teams together in a room even if they're playing on land from different little practice spaces at least just having these teams playing together without ping would be yeah helpful. Because there's, yeah, uh, there's like, cool. a bunch of players that, like, I have no idea how Third Impact would go against, uh you know, O2 Blast or, you know, whether <laughs> or not British Hurricane is actually, the you know, still dominant or is EU just better. It's just super hard to tell. Um, do you scrim ever any, you know, out-of-region teams or are you always just scrimming NA? Uh, we scrim EU a bit and then we
2: also scrim West teams. Uh, it works. It's, like, kind of weird because we have our players moving, like. I'm not sure Tile will stay in the US for much longer and uh our flex sport Elris or Hyun, he is moving back to Korea soon. So it's going to be weird uh seeing where we play.
0: Yeah. Okay. A little difficult, but kind of sticking with the 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 regions having different rule sets. Um have you have you looked over the the different rule sets at all?
2: Uh not for the other regions, just Oh, not for North the other regions.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that kind of answers this question because I was gonna ask you if you've read over the 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 regions if there was one that stuck out that you thought was the best possible setup um uh, basically, Korea is the what season one was um China's still around robin like the old contenders was, and then uh I think South America is just third party. I it's I think mm. South America was super weird, so um, yeah. But yeah, that that makes answering that one really easy.
2: Yeah, so it's just like a mix of all the formats, I guess. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Maybe they're uh, trying to figure that out themselves.
1: Yeah, I I think like kind of maybe each trying out different ideas of one, you know, to see what works in different um, different regions and and whether or not that's I think like the particular format that korea does i think it works best cuz i think they like to do kind of live things and having it um
2: yeah there's this all land right yeah.
1: yeah yeah i think they had to stop for a second or i think towards the end of last year but then they end up bringing it back this year which is always good to see but it'd be interesting that we i, I don't know if that would work in na but i like we've always wanted to see tier 2 lands happening more than just showdowns and gauntlets but
0: yeah that's true it's a a pipe dream
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so i guess um do you want to actually ask this other question because i can't remember what you wanted to say for that one
0: um yeah the third party tournaments uh was mentioned as possibly feeding into um contenders have has anyone at blizzard kind of reached out to you guys as how that might work because it it wasn't really clear in the, the statement, just that they wanted to have third-party tournaments actually be meaningful.
2: Um, As far as I know, Blizzard has not contacted us with anything, so no, okay. I, I have no idea how that works. I yeah, didn't even know uh, that was a thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of very vague statements, I've noticed, <laughs> that, that no one ever yeah. really seems to know anything about, and it's a little, a little disheartening.
1: I guess on kind of that same end, we've seen a bit more. I mean, heck, you guys even hosted your own tournament recently of kind of community. We saw Fran do stuff. You saw Third Impact doing stuff. Um, I don't believe you participated in the Third Impact one because it was mostly no. smaller teams. Yeah. Um, did you end up getting to watch and participate? Did you know? Did you get any like? Um, I guess did you get any impressions of like players that particularly stood out from the recent tournaments or? I guess what is your your feelings on just having these smaller tournaments?
2: Um, I think the smaller tournaments are cool. The Fran one uh it was like for a good cause, but obviously it didn't have a prize pool, so all like the contenders teams like needed to rest anyways, so mm-hmm. uh it gave like space for the tier three teams to actually like show and then the TI tournament it wasn't like the prize pool wasn't huge, so it was mostly just uh pug teams or like players from contenders last season just like mashing together making a team i think that was underwater squad and they won yeah Yeah. (laughs) so i don't think yeah i don't think there's like anything surprising with new talent uh as for trials you should probably see like a couple teams that'll probably be like top four i'd say this season coming out of trials
0: Mm -hmm. which is nice because we actually get to watch trials again like they yeah
2: elo hell is
1: producing it right
0: yeah it's nice That should be
1: exciting. I'm also curious. I I kind of wanted to like I guess we'll probably we'll get into it later. We got other
0: we'll we'll talk team stuff in a little bit here. Um kind of getting into the team stuff. Uh third impact finishing first in points going into the the playoffs after this season. Um You guys only really had one rough week and that was week one. Uh I think you guys finished Uh, like last like (laughs) seventh or something yeah sorry to bring up the bad stuff um (laughs) but obviously after that moment you guys had a huge shift you uh won twice and then came in i believe Second. second place the the third tournament well you won came in second and then won again yeah um so what was it kind of after that first week that uh was your guys biggest focus to kind of turn your mental around and become a dominant force in contenders?
2: Well, honestly, uh, the first week was kind of a fluke. Like, there's... We made some mistakes uh, with roster, and our head coach was, like, on a plane to the team house during the game, so he Ooh. wasn't really able to, like, dictate what we did or, like, picked a decision or, like, made the decision for us. Um, that game was pretty close every map we won uh we like won by quite a bit and then every map we lost was pretty close uh yeah we honestly just shouldn't have lost that game we were in my opinion going into week one we were like a top two team and Mm -hmm. we just yeah that game happened and we (laughs) lost so nothing really changed like we we would scrim like Team that won like second win or mm-hmm. their Titans mm-hmm. now. But we would scrim them like literally the day after I guess I could say this. We scrimmed them a day after they won the tournament and uh basically to sum it up, they asked if we were SF shock on Smurfs.
1: So <laughs> Yeah. Which a a nice little side thing. I don't know for those people who maybe are listening that hadn't caught up on the contenders, uh not contenders, the Overwatch League with the shock, the I believe you showed um, Choi a little <laughs> tech for Sigma that ended up getting kind of blasted onto all the the over, you know the watch point desk and all that sorts of stuff. So that was a, a bit of an interest. Do you want to like kind of share out for people who hadn't seen your tweet on that?
2: Um, basically, I just made a tweet. Well, I shouldn't have made that. Well, it was okay, but I should I showed Choi a tech because. We played against him, and I noticed he was uh, doing the similar jump, but with rock, and it's mm. way less efficient when you're committing a cooldown, so right. when you can just get uh, do the same jump with primary fire, so I just showed him that, and then he did it, and then he's been doing it like consistently since, and then it got like brought up, and I was like, hey, nice. I, <laughs> I showed him that. <laughs> That's
1: yeah. cool. um where are we at now oh so yeah this is the the question it's always kind of hard to know where teams are like we knew that envy was for sure like a full-on org that had funding we had talked to their coach quite a bit about stuff um but third impact is in kind of a weird spot to like i don't know what in terms of like um is it more of just like a a team or is it an actual org with like funding and they have you guys um in a team house and stuff i think you'd mentioned a team uh, house Don't... yeah
2: it's an org and we have a team house and we have like a bunch of media and content people that's yeah we have like a couple other teams too i think we have counter strike and apex i believe
1: okay okay but, yeah i think tramp is in a somewhat similar situation i know they have a cs team that's doing
0: actually kind of decent but yeah, um and third impact, it started as basically an Overwatch team through Open Division, or was it was it a an org at that point? Because we've seen a bunch of teams come up through Open and then kind of branch out into other things. Is that what uh, Third Impact did?
2: Um, well, they started as Chicken Contendees, which was two seasons ago, I think, and they made it through Open, made it through Trials, and then in Contenders. They moved to Grunto Esports, which was a mm. different org.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. remember that. And
2: then something happened with Grunto, and they needed—they basically like needed PCs in the last week. And then Spork, who's our owner on TI, he just said like, "Yo, we'll take you guys," and he just started the org there. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. I joined, obviously, well, the season happened, after, right? but I'm pretty sure that's how it happened.
1: Cool. Man. Okay. And I think with that, though, uh, speaking of playing on a You know, previous team, you were with Decod even on Triumph as well. So the two of you had kind of been playing together since basically like he'd kind of got some success on a team before that, but really both of you kind of came up together at the same time and both kind of found success pretty um, quickly on. Is that like, is, do you think that like you and him have particularly like really solid chemistry and so that's why you try to stay together or was there just kind of, um, fortuitous that you got picked up and moved together
2: um well pretty much with most tanks most main tanks i played with i want to like do a lot with them like i want to do a lot with them outside of the game in in the game like i want to be pretty much perfect with them and pretty much everyone has like not really been the same like the same mindset as me where they'll just be like no i want to chill or i want to do something else so it's like ah whatever but with decod he had like The exact same mindset as me where like he wanted to get better and he wanted to improve like a lot and we both just like dedicated ourselves to improving and uh we were both like really we're both pretty hard on each other where we don't like beat around the bush or whatever like we say our problems like oh your pulls aren't like that good you have to be pulling more here or like you have to save rocks more for this just like certain back and forths and after triumph i definitely knew i wanted to stay with him like on my future team and yeah we were just able to well third impact luckily needed two tanks but we were able to just both go on third impact
0: nice cool so um kind of talking about synergies and and player movement um was there any difficulties adjusting from zeke to riser because i believe that happened like it was it was a pretty quick change it was like hey zeke's getting picked up and then riser comes in
2: Mm -hmm. uh it was like oh zeke got picked up like a day before our game or a day before our first game of week Mm -hmm. three yeah Mm -hmm. it was that and then razor was not trialing he was ringing for us when zeke was trialing for defiant Mm. and then uh, we were just like we have no time. We just have to play with Razer because we got like an extra block or two with him uh, from the previous day, and then so we played with him. He hard grounded, like worked with our coaches really hard to learn Echo because he's never played Echo in a team environment, or he hasn't even like mm-hmm. he barely played Echo before that. And he was in the finals going to go against Kevster, who is like one of the kind of p- good. <laughs> he's, he's probably one of the best DPS in contenders, if not Owl. So. Yeah. Yeah, he had to like match zero with that and he worked really hard like for those 3 4 days uh leading up to it and then in the finals obviously we 3-0'd them and Razor played like really really good. Um but yeah, it was just like 3 4 days of practice with him.
1: Yeah, we'd kind of followed the I mean like we saw that there was like his individual play was really good but there was some like synergy things that like hadn't quite been worked out like there was particular times when um just seems like things were slightly off, but then we got to see over the next like two or three weeks, like that problem had basically gone away. So it seems like the the improvements had been made pretty quick, which is always good to see.
2: Yeah, that like more the, than three with, days of practice.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's surprising what you could do with actual practice with a with a player. Yeah. Um, oh, this is me. I guess it got doubled up. So, um, do you think? New Team Doge is gonna be able to kind of because they lost two of probably their best players. They lost, you know, two Overwatch Army League caliber DPS. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they were kind of the You and them were like back and forth through most of the time. I mean, second win had gotten first place the first week, but now they're in Overwatch League as well. And so it seems like Third Impact has kind of lost a lot of its good competition. Do you think that you guys are got to be pretty solid, like a, a sure shot to win this new season of Contenders, or do you think that some of these new teams are um, possibly concerning, and if so, who do you think has um, got a decent shot to contest?
2: Um, I don't think it's going to be easy for us, like, at all. I think uh, Dojo already announced her also, right? Yeah. yeah, I, think, yeah they got- I think some of their players uh, are pretty, or like, really good. Hybrid mm-hmm. is Been doing really good in EU.
1: Yeah, Um, he's a player we hadn't heard too much of, but we knew he was, like, we heard decent things about him and didn't have too much tape to see on him.
2: Yeah, he played a lot in EU. So it'll be, like, new for him going to NA, I think. And then Ellie Vogt, I always kind of looked up to him because I always thought he was, like, a pretty smart off tank. Uh, So that'll be fun playing against them. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll be as good as they were last season but I do think they'll still be up there. And I do think that like other teams will definitely like give us a challenge. I don't think it's going to be free for us at all.
1: Okay. And your roster is still staying the same. You're not like losing anyone. You're not switching anyone out as far as you can say at the moment. Yes. Currently. Yes. Okay. Cool. But you may have some people playing on ping. Like you may have um, yeah, people are moving.
0: Tayo go, or you might have elders go. Okay. Yeah. So now it's time to talk about the spicy drama that hit Twitter the other day surrounding <laughs> contenders. Cause we, we saw everybody from tier three players to managers of overwatch league teams tweeting about this over the, the 24 hours after it was kind of uh, not officially announced. It was, it's a leak coming from uh, an article that Yiska wrote Um blizzard supposedly has a internal group that tosses around ideas around contenders and their current idea is they're going to implement a draft system to contenders. Um, what are your thoughts on a possible draft going forward into contenders? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, uh,
2: I, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what they were thinking. I think, it's not a good idea at all as everyone's basically stated but uh one of like the well the biggest problem I see is that if you're a player that's like not respected or like people don't think you're good then you're never going to get drafted for like the top teams and as like a tank or main support or basically everything that's not DPS you can't really like prove that oh you're an insane player cuz DPS you can prove mechanically but tank you can't really do that especially if you're not with uh like a really good team that supports you same with support and uh i think that will happen for uh up-and-coming players like it's gonna be much harder for them to actually like show themselves off i think it's gonna be harder for uh players who are like not respected in the scene like toxic quote-unquote players Mm. who people don't like they obviously won't get drafted for big teams and i think uh, it'll make it more of like a monopoly of friend groups rather than mm. actual talent
1: yeah that makes uh, sense yeah yeah i guess it, it's it was kind of unclear this exactly but i heard it, it had been like some sort of certain players would pick up other players from other teams and kind of build their own team as like a like a schoolyard draft type of situation which yeah it's. I mean, like it. It's. Yeah. I. I don't know if necessarily players are the the best judges of exactly who the best other players are. If you don't get to sit on the back, you don't get to scrim with them. You haven't trialed them or whatever. So it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Like it's, also,
2: no coaches or anything. Yeah. It's like, what happens to coaches or stuff? Yeah. <laughs> it.
0: It seems like a cool idea for like a a gimmick tournament, like. We've yeah. we've seen a couple of those, like, okay, take contenders and trials teams, open them up, pick, you know, 10 team captains and say, you get to pick from these players to compete in this kind of throwaway fun tournament for content. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that would be cool. But yeah, yeah, completely blowing up rosters that have built, as you said earlier, you have synergy with decod if whoever you picks you then picks some random other main tank that you've never played one minute with that throws a wrench in everything. Like, I don't know. I just, like I said in the pre-show, I hope Blizzard actually listens this time because this this would be a big, hot mess. Yeah, I, would I don't think, think
2: it could be good at all.
1: Yeah, I would think after the very, very... Um, high amount of negative feedback has probably swayed at them. Maybe they, like, pose this to Yusuke, like, hey, leak this and see what people think. And then they <laughs> said that. And they're I like, okay, so. yeah, no, we're totally not doing that. We're going to cross that off the board. Hope that is the case. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think um, the okay. tournament style would be cool, though. Like, if they... Yeah.
2: Even, like, for one tournament, and they're like, okay, each... Like, each team, like, uh swaps, like, DPS support like, tank, like, two of oh, you like go keep for duos each and like, keep together? Like, mix and match? Yeah, like, I think that would be really cool, or, like, any aspect of that, and be, like, only two players for, per contender's team could, like, be on a team, and, like, make some, like, fun little tournament like that. I think that would be cool, because a lot of OWL teams are trying to, like, mix and match players, and that's basically what they do. So mm. having, like, a tournament like that would be, like, oh, yeah, these guys, like, maybe, let's say, uh, we played with, like, DPS from, uh, second wind or whatever, like me and D. played with the second wind DPS, and then it's like, oh wow, they work really well together. And then it's like, oh, that's like interesting. Like it's mm-hmm. noted, basically.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess that'd be interesting. Yeah, on that idea, how do you feel about doing tournaments with like Overwatch League talent? Like we saw that in the Echo tournament, we had like players like um Jake was Dante player. and Jake, and playing. um Do you think that that's kind of helpful to like get? more eyes on your and your other teammates' talents and stuff like that, or do you think that's kind of um makes it even harder to kind of showcase what you have because you're playing against completely different or playing with completely different level players?
2: Uh I think that tournament was like done poorly in a way because it was two players and each one is like owl and contenders. I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I played with I played with logics in that tournament. Oh so, yeah. Um that that only basically the tournament promoted like old talent coming back like old Overwatch League players, which they ended up winning the tournament because they have Overwatch League experience, but they're not considered Overwatch League players, so they're right. able to play with each other and just basically just be an old Overwatch League team. But I think uh, something that could work is uh, what was done in Korea with uh, what was it Toby's team versus someone else's team. It was the show. Oh, yeah, match it was in Korea. like
1: before the, before the. Um... The lunatic high runaway match. They yeah. had like their kind of individual team thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it was Toby, and then he picked five contenders players for his team, and then like that happened on the other side. I think those style tournaments or like those style show matches or whatever, where they mix all players and contenders players. I think that'd be really cool to see, like which contenders players keep up with like Overwatch League players, and like who can actually compete at that level. I think that'd be
1: really cool. Yeah, I think that'd be super interesting to see. Um, Oh, I guess, yeah, next question is um, maybe if they completely strike this idea of having the draft system for next season, um, what would you like to kind of see changed up going into this next season? Um, Say you got to randomly decide all of the rules, what would you kind of pick? Would you (laughs) keep it like it was last season? Um, Would you swap it up completely to something else?
2: Um, I think either this season or last season is probably best just the tournament style. I do think they could format it better where there's like certain amount of breaks every couple of months, like 2 months in a break and then like 2 months in a break and like the breaks are more defined um rather than just like up in the air, maybe it's a break, maybe it's not. Uh just to give players like time to rest because um well even in now it's really stressful like playing consistently at that high level and practicing every day and like being like these are your problems fix them and then you have like the next day to do it and then next day these are your problems fix them and then like keep doing that over and over again uh it's pretty stressful and then on top of that you have to keep your basically well most players like they want to keep their rank up like in game the leaderboard so Mm -hmm. that too and then on top of that they have obviously uh contenders you don't make much money so some people like have jobs and stuff uh outside of that so i think It'd be best if they had, like, two months break, two months break, or something like that. But, because right now, it's just spread out evenly between, like, until November, right? I think it's until November.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. So that's, yeah. like, three, four months of just I mean, so nonstop. The the previous system, you had kind of a week on of the Contenders tournament, and then you had Trials, and if you were like you were and kind of didn't have to... I th- did you actually? Did you end up playing Trials that first week? We played trials twice. Okay. The
2: first week, going into the first week, and then after the first week,
1: right? Okay. Um. So I guess like going forward, though, that's hopefully pretty unlikely. Um. But you have um kind of these weird in between weeks where if you're a contenders team and you don't go to, to trials, you have kind of the week off. Do you think that that's kind of enough of a break that you're looking for? Or do you? Or is that literally just like, okay, now we're just going to scrim a bunch and learn at that time, and you don't have an actual true defined break because the season is still going?
2: Yeah, there's there's no week off for that trials week. You're still scrimming consistently. Like, okay. uh, I don't think it's, well, last year, or last season, it was different bands every week. So you would be scrimming mm-hmm. different bands yeah. with different teams, and it wasn't like that helpful, but you still had to do it because you want to win. you got to get better. Right.
1: Yeah. So, you're thinking something more like having um, an actual defined, like, okay, now we're going to have a, a full month off. We're just chilling. Or, like, because you get that little bit in Overwatch League to where, like, after last tournament, they had, like, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. That's a little bit more of a, a, a full standard break because the meta could change and bands could change and you know, stuff like that moving forward.
2: Yeah. When t- I'm pretty sure Overwatch League teams, a lot of the players, like, took breaks after the. Uh, tournaments, which I think is really good for them They have time to yeah. reset And that's what be- ultimately makes them play better When they have time to rest and like get mm-hmm. back into it
0: Totally So now Where do your Allegiances lie If you were to get picked up today By an Overwatch yeah. League team And you got that call What team would you want to be On the other end of that phone Who Who are you um, wanting to play for
2: I think right now I would want to play for Toronto simply because I live in Toronto, first of all. Yeah. And then second of all, Zick is there. So I already know someone on the team or played with someone on the team. Uh, and I also would like to stay in Canada if that was possible, okay. just because, mm-hmm. well, I don't mind traveling. But with everything going on right now, coronavirus, true, um, America is not the place to be. <laughs> and... I think things getting better, but America yeah. definitely is not the place for coronavirus right now.
0: I mean, I'm yeah. not currently looking for jobs in Canada. No, <laughs> yeah, right. Literally, not at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I get, I get that, and I mean, Toronto's been looking pretty nice there. Yeah, they had a good, good showing Toronto. recently. They're um, so, <laughs> they're okay. <Yeah. laughs> They could be
1: better. That's what you're saying. like they, you know, Nevix is okay, but you know they, they could they could use <laughs> like how Beast needed a numlock, Nevix could need an icy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it, sometimes you need that little bit of competition to figure yeah. out what's going on. So, uh that's no, true. I get that. Now, yeah. I I wasn't initially going to do this, but cuz you kind of answered it on Twitter, but uh by Zenith Uh, your guys' coach, correct? Yes, yes. (laughs) Dropped a question on Twitter. He says, I need to know if it's okay to solo bomb bridge on Eichenwald second when we are down 1v6. That is all.
2: Yeah, we finished. I forget who we played, but that was the last, basically the last fight of the game. And we were spawn camping them, Eichenwald third point. Uh, They were on attack. We were on defense. So we were like across the bridge. And then I was still alive. Tyo was still alive. Someone else was still alive. And I bombed over the bridge to like stop them from touching payload because there was a couple of seconds left. Um, the bomb didn't get any kills, but then Tayo was able to kill someone on the other end of the bridge because uh, they didn't have their shield or whatever. I think it was a Sigma. And then I just came back to the fight and just stalled them. And then after the game ended, I was just flamed by my entire team. Uh, for bombing, (laughs) even though we just won the fight and everything was, like, good. Uh, And then the only person who defended me was Tayo, and Tayo thought the bomb was actually pretty smart uh, because (laughs) because of the resources of forced out and me, like, being able to live in their backline. However, everyone else, like the coaches and everyone, just all just they all flame me. I had to take my headset off. I went upstairs. I'm like, I'm I'm not doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone betray me. But Tayo, Tayo liked the play, and I also thought it was not, it wasn't ideal, but I don't think it was a bad play. All I'm saying,
0: nice, yeah. I, f- I figured there had to have been a pretty good story behind why that question came up, so uh, yeah. I, I dig it, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's actually gonna wrap it up for us tonight. Um, I know you guys are getting ready to start prepping for this season of Contenders. Um, keeping an eye on those trials teams coming up, but where can listeners find you and the team on uh on social medias and on the internet?
2: Um at third impact GGA on Twitter, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. <laughs> um uh we're gonna be playing soon at the end of this month in contenders. You can check the Contender stream out on YouTube. And yeah, that's pretty much it. We have our own, like, we're doing content now. So if you follow our Twitter, you'll see. I think something coming out soon, me and Razor are doing Best Friend Challenge, where we uh, both fail miserably. But you can watch that soon. It'll probably be posted and uploaded to Twitter. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
1: Awesome, awesome. Are you a, do you stream ever? Or
2: um, I've i'm in canada so I'm, and i have rogers internet which means uh it's very hard for me to stream um <laughs> That's fair. But yeah so no i don't <laughs> okay
0: for sure oh uh, see now you're making it sound pretty bad to come yeah. up to canada for yeah Like i don't know i got. i, mean, I got some good
2: there are good internet companies but my family does not have
0: one of them uh, gotcha gotcha <laughs> yeah but uh kyle let them know where they can find you on the internet
1: you can follow me basically on Twitter at Kyle the winner with a W Y N N E R. And that's basically it. I'm not streaming either, but that's not because I have bad internet. It's because
0: I don't want to stream. <laughs> uh you can find me over on Twitter at Thornrain. Uh I do a little bit of streaming. Uh I've been playing some Diablo, some Apex. Uh every time I log into Overwatch, I just get hopelessly. And utterly disappointed, so I log back out and play something else. Uh, But I do all of those streams right here on this channel at Blackwatch Report. Um, But if you are an audio listener, head over to Twitch. Hit that follow button, create an account. Uh, If you happen to have Amazon Prime, you've got Twitch Prime. We are affiliates. You can hit that sub button for free. But if you want to help out, no cost whatsoever. Leave us a review. iTunes, any of your podcatchers of choice. Just send us a screenshot. We'll read that live on the show, give you a shout-out. That's going to wrap it up for us tonight. You can find the show over on Twitter at Blackwatch Report. You can email the show, blackwatchreport, at gmail.com. Follow the show right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash blackwatchreport. We record live Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Our intro music is an original piece by our own Mr. Kyle Wynn. This has been a High Noon production. You can find all the shows over at highnoonpodcast.com and come and chat with all the hosts on the Discord at discord.me slash highnoonpodcast. And with that, Blackwatch out.